one, oh yeah. Recovery 101 is a sober show. The only place to go. Bruce and Shelly and Mark let them light the spark to stay on the right track. Or just listen for fun to the 101, to the 101. Recovery 101. Hey, I'm Dr. Drew, and you are listening to Recovery 101. Thank you to Brandon for our marvelous Recovery 101 jingle. Recovery 101 does not speak for AA, NA, OACA, GAPA, SLA, SLAA, CRRRMMDRAPA, or any of them are their other A's. Or any of them are nuns. Our, uh, our opinions are those of, of the our host. own only. Of our own only? Yeah, that's own only? Right. Those of our own only. Shelly is vibrating in her Thanks. chair right well, I now. I just put my glasses on. They were very cold, so now I have like this cold thing on my head. And damp hair. It gave me, okay. And damp hair, and it gave me the shivers. I love the fact that she's got a cold, and she's sitting in a studio that's minus 10 degrees with wet hair. I'm not that cold. It's not that I, cold. I don't, I don't think it's that cold. Well, that's cold. because you're wearing a parka. Wait until... I've got a parka and isotoners on. I'm sitting here wait, yeah. wait until yeah. Wednesday. Why? Because it's going to be like freezing, like freezing, freezing. For Southern really? California, it's very cold. Okay, that's the day that we bring the, the heater into the studio and shut the door. Oh, that is Wednesday. Yes, we record on Wednesday. Yes. yes. Perfect. Welcome to Recovery 101. My name is Bruce B. As always with... Shelly. And Mark. Sweet. <laughs> Dude. We had a big parade here the other night. I hate parades. I love a parade. I like. You know what? I like the Bros Parade. That was music bad, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 I do not like parades. Period. I don't see the point. What is the point of a parade? Why do people have parades? trombones there? 76 trombones. 76 trombones. 110 coronets. 76 trombones led the big parade. Blah, 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 blah. 110 coronets close behind. I think my favorite in that movie, and, you know, 90% of the people aren't even going to know what we're talking about, but the music band. I love it when... Uh, uh, Opie, what's his uh, Ron Howard? Ron Howard. When he goes to sing about Gary Indiana, and he's got that lisp. Gary Indiana. Gary Indiana. Gary Indiana. My home, sweet home. <laughs> well, it's time for the boozy news on the news not fit for booze. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, shout out to everybody yeah. who should be shouted out to. You're shout. all shouted out to. Shout. Is that sort of like a shout? Let it all out. These are the things I can do without. Come on. Come on. I'm talking to you. Come on. I'm talking to you. No, no, I mean, really, I'm talking to you. Oh, okay. So, come on. Like, okay. Let's oh, do go. this. Um, let's do a shout-out to everybody who should be shouted out to. We did that already. Oh, did I do that already? Is that kind of like a papal blessing? It's like deja vu all over again. My child, you have been shouted out to. Um, our crack news staff. Yes. Apparently, things are hopping. Cra- our news crack staff. Things are hopping in Robert's part of the world. What's well, going on? Where is Robert's part of the world? Uh, well, this is fairly near where he lives, but I'm not going to say exactly where he lives. But it's he lives around in the North Carolina area somewhere. Oh, okay. But this story happened in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. He sent me both of them. There's two stories. And, the, and these two events happened within a block of each other. <clears throat> the first one, 20-year-old Abel Hernandez has been charged with trafficking cocaine after authorities searched his home. 
and found 45 and a half kilograms of cocaine valued at $4.55 million. Wow. They had a hell of a party with a half a key. Yeah. Wow. Because nobody shifts half a kilos. No. Right. Wow. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. That's a grip. That's a they also, pound, baby. That's a grip. It's a, and it was in his house. That's like, that's like 100 and something pounds, right? Yeah, you know what the problem is? There were 50 keys there when they went in. Probably. Of course. Um, also seized during the search was $320,000 in cash, 108 that's, grams. Okay. That's, what happened to, that's, that's what happened to the other keys. They yeah. were sold. Uh, 108 grams of heroin and one oh, handgun. That was for Richard. Um, loaded? Didn't say whether it was loaded. That it was. Very. <laughs> Uh, the the suspect's landlord said he thought he was a good tenant and had had no trouble with it. Rent was on time. In, he always paid in cash. Rent was on time. It was in cash. <laughs> okay, a block away. He was still, popular. Yeah, he was probably a really popular. Guy. A lot of friends came over. Yeah, he's the guy who said he wasn't too quiet. Yeah. No, no, he was very quiet. Yeah. He goes. They were so quiet. Matter of fact, I could hear him all the time going. Shh. Yeah. <laughs> they were so they were so concerned for the other neighbors. Yes. They shushed each other. They would they would watch them. Out the window. Yeah. <laughs> While shushing each other. Um, a block away, still in Winston-Salem, Pablo Acuna Bueno, 24 years old, was arrested after authorities seeked, searched his people. home, and they found four and a half kilograms of crystal meth, 18.6 kilograms of powder cocaine, and 154 grams of crack. Wow. A- 18 keys of coke? Uh, 18, no. no, four and a half keys of crystal meth oh. at 18 keys of cocaine right Whew. yeah so between those two guys you know what it's a lot the of supply unhappy, is running, the yeah. supply is running low in winston, winston right salem. now there's an awful lot of week oh, and there's gonna fill back up again there's an awful lot of addicts in winston salem that are making extra phone calls a lot of people finally went to bed <laughs> you know what happened two guys just got moved up in the chain Someone oh. went to him and said, hey, you used to buy from that guy, right? Hey, yeah. we need you. Yeah, you're in charge. Can you see the meetings in the area that get a sudden flood of people going, I can't find my dealer. I must I must be on the road to recovery. And go to the meeting. Yeah. Their bottom was that their dealer got busted. Yeah. That yeah. All the dealers got busted. Um, hey, I got these two great connections. Oh, shit. <laughs> Oops. <Yeah. coughs> Sorry. Um, let's see. Where are we on time? Okay. Well, I might leave that story for later. If I could turn the stupid page. Turning so the dry page. in the air here. Um, that's from a song. Yeah, we're going from Turning North Carolina to San Diego. Oh, that's all that's the way across hike. country. Yes. But we've got a lot of cocaine to hike there with. Um, and when we get to the other side, we'll have marijuana. Oh, cool. Um, an investigation into the largest marijuana bust uh, ever. At a cross-border ever, ever a cross-border tunnel. Uh, the investigation started in May uh-huh. and ended in November. Um, it was a secret passage that linked warehouses in San Diego and Tijuana. Uh-huh. It was equipped with a hydraulic lift, electric rail cars, and wood staircases. Okay. Um, so basically, it was like the Underground Railroad of pot. Yeah. Uh, it the, really was the Underground Railroad. They of seized pot. seventeen tons. In San Diego, 32 tons at a warehouse. Oh, no, that was in Tijuana. 32 tons at a warehouse in San Diego, and 11 tons inside a truck in the Los Angeles area, and four tons in Mexico, somewhere else in Mexico. That's some some little bit of weed. That's smoking, baby. Yeah, as part of an entire, the whole entire investigation. It's the largest ever pot bust. Shout out to the DEA. 
That's a big pot bus. Since October of 2008, more than 70 tunnels used to carry drugs have been discovered. Now, that's a record for transporting across the border like that, right? Yes. Because I remember remember one time, oh, my God, we were at Ports of Call in L.A., Mm -hmm. my friend Greg and I, when I was a stoner, and... Over where you can see where all the in you know the ships from Colombia and all these ships are coming in, and there were just like SWAT teams and cops like all over this ship, and uh, that you could see them pulling bales. I mean, just huge things out, and they were arresting all these people. And Greg goes about two days later. He goes, "We got to go back down there. Uh, we got to go to Ports of Call." And I'm like, "All right, let's go to Ports of Call." And he goes, "We'll go check out where they." busted that thing because we could see guys sweeping you know it's like literally sweeping weed off into the water and everything i mean from where all these so we go down there and of course that ship's not there anymore and there's no police activity anymore but there's grooves in all the planking and stuff and there's on the edge of the 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 wharf where like the rubber things and tires are (laughs) god we must have got three ounces of buds there, because, like, they had swept stuff off, and it was stuck in, like, weird, like, clumped-up fishing line. And, I mean, like, spears of buds. First awesome. indication you might have a problem. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> and we uh, didn't have any problem that day. It was all free. Okay. Well, that's fine, then. Free's fine. Yeah. Um, now, we have discussed this before on the Boozy News. Well, we have these stories where these, you know, what do they call jaguars or something? Those women that prey on young Cougars. boys? No, not grandmothers, but, like... Cougars. No... Women that are not grandmothers that are preying on like teenage boys. Cougars. I thought those were grandmothers. No, no, those are gilfs. Okay, well, at any rate, cougars, jaguars, cougars whatever. Are older women that go yeah. after younger. Men. Large hairy cats. Okay, so. Wow, that I just got a <laughs> I just got a visual of that that just wasn't all that appetizing. Okay, at any rate, we've got another story like that, and what I'm wondering is these boys keep turning these women in. Yeah, so I don't get it. How are they expected to ever get any again if they keep imprisoning all of their jaguars? Exactly. Cougars. <laughs> Cougars, whatever. Jeez. Wow. In uh, Orange County. Uh, actually, in Laguna Niguel. Oh, that's right around the corner. Cathia uh, Maria Davis, 44, was a divorced mother of three. She was a hockey mob. Apparently, she was the favorite hockey mob because she was having unlawful sex with 16-year-old boys on her son's hockey team. You got a penalty for sticking. Right. I don't get it. What's sticky? Hitting someone with your stick in hockey. Oh, okay. High, high sticking. High sticking, yeah. At any rate, a one 16-year-old eventually told his mother about the sexual contact, and the family alerted the sheriff's detectives, who then investigated her, and she is now charged with two felony counts of lewd acts on a child. So, what I don't get is why they just don't wait till they're 18. I mean, it's only a couple more years. I mean, unless they're just like pedos. I mean, I, I understand know. the boys. The boys don't care because the boys are ready to rock. They're ready to rock by thirteen. Boys are at the prime. Yeah, they're they're gunning. But All right. well, another one bites the dust. So much for that bobcat. Um, Cougar. Bobcat. <laughs> Cougar. In, okay, now here's uh, this is this next story I find kind of interesting because I I have a question to ask related to it. Oh, this is for my ran. Um, the uh, as, ma- as as many people already know, the uh, British embassy in Iran was ransacked, yes, and looted 
basically overrun in retaliation to the to Britain saying that they were imposing sanctions on <clears throat> Iran's central bank because they are uh, developing <clears throat> nuclear weapons. The bank is? No, the bank is funding it. Oh, okay. Uh, so London evacuated. Allegedly. Yeah, London calling. Toe. London evacuated their staff, closed the embassy, and almost all of the European Union countries withdrew their ambassadors and closed their embassies in protest of the ransacking of the UK. They, they closed so, their embassies in, in light of the fact that airstrikes are coming soon. Yeah, we're going to get out of the light of fire. So, now, Iran is warning the West that any move to block its oil exports will more than double crude prices, with devastating consequences on fragile global economies. Now, okay, they're saying that all of this, all of these sanctions are unnecessary because their nuclear program is entirely peaceful. And my question is this. This is a country that has enough oil for itself to run itself for a bazillion years. Why do they need nuclear power? To blow things up. Well, no, no, no. They're saying it's peaceful. Of course, they're saying that. Nuclear power plants. They're lying. I know. All right. Let me. Let me. So why are they trying this on? Because it's a totally stupid thing. Because they've got a leader who's completely out of touch with reality. Can can I throw something in the mix? Sure, chuck it in, baby. Usually, nuclear energy is for electricity. It doesn't have anything to do with gasoline. No, oil runs power plants. Oil, coal, anything can run an electric power plant. Can it? Yeah. I don't know. I suppose it could because you're turning turbines. Yeah. You just need the fuel to turn the turbines to create the electric power. Right. That's why we use hydroelectric. Hmm. Yeah? Back east in like Kentucky and, and Tennessee and stuff, they use coal. I always thought that's what the Tennessee Valley Water Authority was for, was creating those big water turbines on the rivers. Well, well Okay, maybe it's Kentucky and Virginia they use coal. But back so east, they want to blow coal. everybody up. So, but I know, but they're saying that they're developing nuclear power plants, which is crap because they don't need the nuclear power. Well, they probably are developing. I mean, they are developing nuclear power plants. They're As developing nuclear <laughs> bombs. Bombs. As bombs. B-O-M-B. Kapoob. You know, I got to tell you what. What? We've been in how many wars for oil now? A gazillion. Yeah. Where's the oil? Yeah, we're not. Go- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good question. We, we didn't get it. Yeah. It's like the WMDs. That you ever, oh, we didn't find weapons of mass destruction. We went to war for oil. Where's the oil? Yeah. How that we, we went to war. We won the wars. Yeah. How come we don't have it? You know. That's true. Iran would be a good war for oil. I could see us going and blowing them off the face of the earth and taking the oil. You know where the oil is? I'd it's in Nebraska. Okay with that. You would. I would. Actually, you betcha. Actually, the whole Middle East would do a sheet of glass. No, 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 no. no. You know what? Lot. Actually, there's, <laughs> and I, I don't know the particulars, and I'm sure someone will, will let us know. Oh, but I'll fill you in. There's something in the in the northern part of the United States yes, where in Nebraska, where it's full of oil. I was going to say Nebraska is not exactly the northern part, but but some kind of there's some type of oil extraction thing that they figured that say it might be the largest oil reserve there is in the world, and we've got it. We actually did a boozy news story on that because people are going, I think it was a while back, or maybe I just printed it out we didn't get to it. Has Nebraska rate, always had oil? Maybe not. No, there's there are, there's well, so much oil there. Has, we just haven't found it. That there's so much oil in this area that the towns are growing faster than they can accommodate the workers coming in to pump the oil. 
and people are living, guys are living in these gigantic barracks, but they're making like $150,000 a year oil rigging. Okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. So we're pumping all this crap now. Yeah. Why are the, our prices still so high? Because apparently now we're producing buttloads of it domestically. The problem, isn't, the problem isn't the oil, it's the refineries. refineries yeah. We only have Look, a few refineries. We're, we're 12 months away from just this whole conversation not mattering anymore. Yeah. That's true. The end of the world See, is they're going to get better or it's going to get done. Yeah, we lost a ton of refineries in Katrina. Yeah. We lost a ton of refineries because they just stopped building them here in California. Nobody will. Nobody wants them in their part, like, you know. Yeah, four or five in their of backyard. Them. But we had a whole bunch of them go down in Katrina that were never rebuilt. We have one in our backyard. Long Beach is the entire yeah. area is a gigantic refinery. Yeah. That's true. Okay, now wait. Do you, do you remember? I don't know if you guys, I don't know if people in other parts of the country probably have never even seen this or parts of the world where they have these oil pump things that yeah. they look like freaking yeah. grasshoppers. Yeah. And when I was a kid, Union 76 or whoever it was to try and make them more palpable to the public put antennas on all of them and eyes. So you'd look, and it looked like there was all these animated grasshoppers sucking oil out of the ground. They do look Tell like me that didn't look bitching on ass. Or giraffes. Yeah. Or giraffes. Um, okay. Okay, now we've talked about this so long that we're way over time. I've got tons of news. But some of it can stay. Wait until next time. Um, but let's go to Australia. Down under. Down under. Throw another shrimp on the bobby. A new product went on sale in Australia this last week called uh, Security Feel Better. And it's... They're calling it a pick-me-up. It's a... Uh, a pick-me-up. It's a French-made drink, and it's based on artichoke extract that contains an enzyme that helps the body break down alcohol five times faster than it would on its own. So they're saying... you go saying, get hammered and then drink this thing for your last drink and drive home sober? Uh, well, the, the company says it has yet to be scientifically tested, ah. but they believe that it has the potential to lower blood alcohol levels within an hour. Let me guess. Is it already on the market? It's already on the market. Yeah, we haven't really tested it, but here's what we think it'll do. Well, because they're not making any claims that well, they just, they're calling it a hangover pick me up to help your body metabolize leftover alcohol. To pick up your hangover. Uh, wow, you'd have to be hammered because usually, you know what? Like the hangover, the ill effects. If it's been eight hours since you drank, your body's already processed eight drinks or eight ounces of alcohol. It's, man, you got to. They're talking about getting really hammered. Well, there's a consumer organization in Australia that is protesting the drink, saying that they believe that consumers will interpret it as safe to take the product after drinking and then get behind the wheel. I, that's, of course they will. So, uh, but the company is saying, what we say to people is that if you drink and drive, well, that's illegal. This is to prevent hangovers. Okay. Yeah, you know what? They, what? they, they have a leg to stand on for that. They're not claiming anything else. I was with a friend of mine from Australia today. Told me he picked up his Thanksgiving turkey. Picked up a fifteen-pound bird. Cost him seventy-eight dollars. In Australia? Yeah. Turkey is the most expensive meat item sold in Australia. Time to go down there and open a turkey farm. Okay, well that's the end of the booze news. The New Way Foundation Victory House AWARE program is a state-licensed and certified substance abuse treatment provider located in Burbank. The New Way Foundation has a 50-bed residential program for men 18 to 64 years of age without insurance and outpatient programs for both women and men.
New Way is a nonprofit foundation that is partially funded by Los Angeles Substance Abuse Prevention and Control under the Public Health Department and provides affordable and effective treatment. For over 40 years, New Way has been located in walking distance from beautiful downtown Burbank, numerous parks, and major transportation lines. In comfortable settings, nearly the entire continuum of care is offered by state-registered and certified counselors and interns. Don't wait for an accident, arrest, or overdose to contact us. Help yourself or your loved ones find treatment and the joys of recovery. When your way doesn't work anymore, try the new way. You can reach us at 818-842-9416 or on the Internet at new-way-foundation.com. Helping 25,000 people find a new way since 1967. Recovery 101. Welcome back. Your dreams were your ticket out. Okay. What's the next uh, topic? Mark's got one. Came out of the last show. I'm taking you with me. Okay, where are we going? Out. Is, yeah. Bruce, is Bruce coming? Because I'm not going to go for it unless Bruce goes. Tell you, why don't you guys both go? Let me know how it turns out. Yeah, yeah oh, you mean out, you, out, out, you, out. You go, oh. you go first. Yeah, and let me know well, how it goes. Bruce made a comment on the last show about what if somebody was getting loaded in meetings and his sponsee might be hanging out with them and they're in danger of going out. Oh yes. You know, I'm taking you with me. Oh, that could have taken you with me. Yeah, misery loves company. Yeah, kind of like the whole uh, one of the reasons for the no relationships in the first year is, you know. If you're, it's hard enough to stay sober yourself. Yes. You get two newcomers that hook up in the program, Boy Meets Girl and AA Campus. Boy Meets Girl and Detox. <laughs> one of them goes out. Misery loves company. It's all. It's nearly a guarantee the other person will mm-hmm. go with them. I mean, that whole misery yeah. loves company is so true. I only know one person who didn't fall when their partner was drinking. Who is that? Who? My sponsor. Okay. She is still married. Oh, yeah. Okay. To him. You only know one person, huh? That mm. I can think of off the top of my head. Wow. And I always thought That's I it. didn't drink when I was with you. And you my, partner's drinking, drink. hey. my partner's out drinking. My partner's out drinking. And I always thought that I didn't get... Well, that's true. Her partner was never in the program, yeah, so if he didn't go out, out either, he, so. just, he just drinks when yeah. he goes out he with his drinks. friends. My, my former wife was in the program when she went out. All right, fine. So I know two people. <laughs> okay. You know what, though? Sheesh. You know what, though? That it's not a fair thing because, you know what? I had some time both times. You're the exceptions that prove the rule. Well, I had I had time both times. It wasn't like what Mark's talking about, the Misery Loves Company yeah. with, like, two newer people going. Well, no, not even two newer people, but just the whole thing about, you know, we're coming up on the holidays. And... Quickly. And, you know, it's like, well, it's around the holidays and people, are, you know, you said on the last show, it's around the holidays, people are getting a little skittish anyway. Uh, somebody who's getting loaded or hanging around meetings, uh, is that is that per, are you in danger of having that person take other people out with them? I say yes. I say yes because in a perfect world we'd like to say, oh, you know, we talk about it all the time. Don't drink or use no matter what. Yep. But you know what? When you're hanging right. out with people and people tell you, hang, stay close with people in the program. Of course, they say stick with the winners, but you know, hang out with people in the program, fellowship, do things with people in the program. Hey, now you're hanging out with this person hey. all the time. 
and maybe you've heard this person share before how they used to get the best weed around or the best coke around. Or, hmm. Really? Wow. And then you, you then you get in those conversations, like the war story backgrounds where it's almost romancing the stone, romancing the rock. And, you, you know, we've seen it. We've seen people do it. We saw it happen in a meeting where one guy started sharing. He was romancing, getting loaded in a huge way. And 10 sec seconds later, the next person that shared was romancing in the same way. And it's just that easy. It's like the domino effect. What do you think, Shelley? Why me? Um, well, because Mark and I have been talking, so maybe you might want to throw something in. Yeah, Fire up a smoke and share with us. I'm sorry. To be honest, I was sitting here, my mind was wandering. Um, she was paying no attention to what you were saying whatsoever. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> I remember you saying Once something about... Once the boozy about... <laughs> news is over, Shelly's done. She just checks out. <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember you saying something about romancing the stone, I remember that meeting. Um, I, I think that... I see it a lot. I've seen it a lot when I when I've had some new people come in. I get kind of close to a young woman in the program, like we're friends and stuff, and then she'll start talking about how she's dating this person, and I invariably say, "I don't think that's a good idea." And oh well, no, we're you know I really like him. I think we're in love. Blah blah. I'm like, that's you guys are going to get loaded. Oh no no no, we're really strong in our programs. We're going to meetings all the time. Next thing you know, he's in jail. And she's loaded. Okay. I mean, it happens over and over and over. Now, let's take the relationship factor out. Okay. Group of guys hanging around together. One of them's getting loaded. The other three have that six-month-to-a-year sort of period of time. It's around the holidays. Dangerous point of time. It's around the holidays. They're hanging out together. Is it really, is it an issue? There will be one, say it's a group of like four guys. Yep. There will be one guy that says, you guys are full of crap, I'm leaving, and we'll leave and call a sponsor, and the other three will just get loaded. Lemmings off the cliff? Yeah. It's, an, it's, a, <laughs> it's a numbers game. Yeah. You know, the more times it happens, the more likely it is that people are going to go. Uh, we, we saw it recently, and, and I, I suppose this would be relationship thing, but not really relationship. But there's a gal I know. That goes to a meeting we go to, and she was hanging out with a guy that doesn't work for me as much as he did before, but is a loadie. I hear she's hanging out with him. She had a period of time, not not a year yet, and the next thing I hear is, "Oh, I went out." Well, no shit. <laughs> you know, it's like go to the barber shop, and the times you're going to get a haircut. You know, and hang out with people. people that are getting loaded, whether whether they're people trying to stay sober or not. There's a really good chance you're going to go. And multiple people had warned her. I know. I know. Well, and the thing is, it's like it's almost like this is a warning to people. You know? Yeah. The bottom line is, what do you do when someone you know in the program is getting loaded? You call someone and get the F out of there. Yeah. That's what I say. You know? And it's, it's where the, the real value of... Creature feature. Uh oh, something's Our living in the bad. studio. It's where the real value of having a sponsor comes in because that's who you call. Yes, you call your sponsor immediately. But as a sponsor, 
do you get overprotective about your sponsees and go to them, or do you wait for the sponsees to come to you? Hmm. I know for a fact that unless my sponsor was actually on the stage in the middle of a gig, if I called her and said, I'm hanging out with some people and they're going to go and drink, and I don't have a car, she would come and get me. Yeah. Good. I know for a fact that she would. I mean, there have been times mm-hmm. not in the exact circumstances because it wasn't a somebody's getting loaded situation, but I was in a bad position emotionally and was stuck somewhere. It was a mm-hmm. period of time where I didn't have a car, and she came and got me. Mm-hmm. Dropped yeah. what she was doing and came okay. and got me. Bruce, you made a comment last show about you'd like to know who it was in case any of your sponsees were hanging out. You'd want to keep an eye on them. I'd tell them. Uh, you know what? And and the what? reason I would do that is if I knew someone was actively getting loaded mm-hmm. and it was kind of undercover, mm-hmm. I, at the very least, e- even if I wasn't using specific names, mm-hmm. I'd at least throw it out there to them. Because you know what? I don't want to be the what? guy that knows something and doesn't say something and has a guy that's newer that hangs out with someone mm-hmm. and gets loaded and dies in a drunk driving because I didn't want to offend somebody. Mm-hmm. Because you know what? What? I'd rather offend the person and know that other people are safer. Mm-hmm. That's just me, though. I'm okay with offending someone if, if that's... You, you know, it, it comes back to one of those things. Is it potentially dangerous? And you know what? what? To alcoholics and addicts, mm-hmm. it's potentially dangerous. I mean, we're already pre-wired to get loaded. If someone we're hanging with from the program is getting loaded... There's a better than average chance that they're going to get loaded too. Mm-hmm. Now, they should be doing more about their program to keep that from happening. But you know, you get people that are working on their first step or their second step, and it's like they don't have a lot of you know. It's not like us. You know, we go do karaoke in bars. It doesn't really bother me. I had a sponsor go out and get while. loaded. And he said the reason he went out and got loaded was he had stopped over at my house one time. Uh, we were going somewhere at 11 in the morning. <laughs> no, he, had stopped, he came over about 11 o'clock in the morning, and we were getting ready to leave. And my wife had asked me to make her a Bloody Mary before I left. And he goes, I watched you make a Bloody Mary, and it made me go out. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I said, too. Yeah, they were going to go out anyway. That <laughs> yeah. wasn't you making yeah. a Bloody Mary. They were just looking well, for it. He, 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 he goes, how do you do that? I'm like, a shot and a half of vodka with yeah. lime. <laughs> you know, it's well, it's easy. Shelly said, you know, they probably would have gone out anyway. And you know what? Oh, that could what? be true in any situation. Like if I go tell some sponsee I have, hey, I think that person's getting loaded. You know, you shouldn't hang out with them, whatever. Maybe if they were going to get loaded, they would get loaded anyway. But mm-hmm. there's the whole opportunity thing. Because mm-hmm. I know in my own recovery, yep. there's been times that I got loaded back in the day mm-hmm. where if the opportunity hadn't been there, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have gone searching for it. But because it happened to be right there, I did it. Without you know? defense? Huh? Without defense? Without defense. But if it hadn't been right there in front of me, mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't have done it. Mm-hmm. So by not putting that newcomer mm-hmm. in that position where they're yeah. with someone who's currently right. getting loaded or might be getting loaded or says yeah. they're going to go get loaded... It removes that instant opportunity. You know, to me, getting loaded is sort of like having an affair. You got to kind of put yourself in a position to make either of those things happen. And you have to be willing. And you have to be willing. 
There's no, it just happened. Right. You know, we were singing the second chorus at church, and suddenly I got loaded. Hardly ever happens. Yeah. Now, if the guy sitting I was, next to you yeah, in yeah. church is within lines. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was listening to a great speaker at a meeting, and I was suddenly loaded. Yeah. Hardly ever happens. I love the I, hardly ever. I turned the page during my big book study, and suddenly I was drunk. Hardly ever happens. I was hanging out with some friends, and we went karaokeing with my four months of sobriety, and suddenly I was drunk. Happens a lot. Okay, Shelly, go ahead. True. <laughs> now, I, I appreciate you not cutting me off in the middle, though. No, I think that... Um, Wait, let me cut her off. <laughs> Take him. Actually, I think the it just happened, I think that does, at least in this time of year, sometimes can sneak up on it because on newcomers, because at this time of year, people that don't have a foundation of recovery, that don't aren't in conscious contact, and for me, that's the key. You have to be in conscious contact because this whole thing is predicated on our spiritual fitness. Yes. And newcomers don't have a whole heck of a lot of that. Mm-hmm. A lot of them at this time of year get a case of the efforts. Mm-hmm. And you get one person that has a case of the efforts and starts and it's around another person whose program is iffy, and one of them starts saying, "Oh man, I really mm-hmm. want a beer right now." They start feeding into each other, and the next thing you know, they're drinking. Yeah, let me jump and, on the band. And right anybody with six months or less, their program is iffy. Let's face it. Yeah. So, but to them, when they look back on it mm-hmm. after it's happened, and they're drinking and they're drunk or whatever, they're like, "How did that happen?" Because to them, it just happened. They don't see. All the bits leading up to it. To them, that's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happened. It just happened. You know, th- and that happens a lot at this time of year. I, I, and I think this time of year is a, is a good example of that because how many people, you know, we were talking earlier about opportunity. There's many people that, given the opportunity with something right in front of them, might go out. And this is a time of year when there's many, many uh, parties and things. And it's like, it's hard to go to a holiday party where there's no booze. And you want to talk about having opportunity. We had a guy that Mark sponsored for a while who would say, hey, I'm going to go to this family function, and they're all going to be drinking. Not a good idea. And he drank. Yeah. I don't care if it's your family. And, you know, and that's that's an issue that, We'll probably touch on here, and we'll probably hit it a lot more when we do our Christmas show. But message to the newcomers, you need to not give a crap who you offend, including mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, aunt, uncle, cousins, brother, sister. It doesn't matter. Right. All that matters is your program. And you know what? If you're going to be around family members who are drinking and you've got 90 days of sobriety, you need to tell them you can't be around them, and you need to be okay with it, and they need to support you in that. And that that goes back to my feeling on the last show. You know what? Yeah. If I know someone's getting loaded, I don't care if I offend them. I don't, you know I don't either. Because you know what? <laughs> they're getting loaded. Yeah. You know, it's not even like – I mean, it's like they don't, they're not afforded the, the gifts that we give. Someone tells me something in confidence, and it's about something program-related – I am not going to tell somebody. Mm-hmm. But if they're getting loaded and they're hanging out with people that are trying to stay sober, it's just dangerous. Yep. Just dangerous. Yep. I don't care who I offend. Well, clearly. <laughs> I don't know. I guess, guess 
<laughs> That's no shock to anybody, huh? No. So, Shelley, what would your final words be on Misery Loves Company? I'm worried about the cricket. Did you put that underneath my chair? No, right I next put it to yours. See, what happened was Mark was talking. I went down to dash the ash at my cigarette, and there was a cricket in my ashtray. And I think I burned his leg off. He, he can't hop. He only has one leg on and the I back. And gra- I grabbed so, my torch to put him yeah, out of his misery. Yeah, so, so now Shelly has created this paraplegic cricket. And now I'm scared. Maybe I should squash him and put him out of his misery. You think? But I feel bad. We have, a, we, have a gimp, we have a gimpy cricket in the studio. You know what? The karma thing doesn't really work that way, I don't think. Yeah. Okay, anyway. It's walking in circles. Oh, though. I'd like to make one point before Shelly does her, her It's walking in circles. Thoughts. This thing is walking in circles. It okay, can't go. Go get it, Shelly. Oh. Put it out of its misery, Shelly. Jeez. God. Shelley's. Wait, it'll come around the bend in just a second. It's behind the leg of the chair. It'll come around in just a second. It can only go in a circle. It's, going, it's, 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 a, it's a NASCAR it's making, cricket. It is. It's making left-hand turns. It's a NASCAR cricket. It is. Well, I got some skull for it. Uh, one okay, last it's thing dead. before Shelly gives her final words. There's a beast in the studio somewhere. We think that it's possible that somehow an opossum or something got in here. We don't we've know, said that before. but we've heard it. Yeah. There's a dish of food and a bowl of water outside because Shelly's now the feeding it. Oh, good. Excuse That'll... me. You put the food out there for the white out, cat that came yesterday. A, I put it out for a cat, but oh. Shelly filled it up again. In you case know, the cat comes back. And you know what we should mix with it? Strychnine? Rat poison. <laughs> wow. You'll find that possum when it starts stinking in here. Yeah, that our front yard will be lo- littered with cat corpses. You know what? We need, another, we need a new one of those things. And it was brilliant. This guy that lived with us for a while, Ted, who we were trying to help get oh, sober. Oh, yeah, all those rodent chasers? Oh, my God. You plug it into the wall. Oh. Every kind of bug and everything. Like the first day you plug it in. Oh, it was scary. Yeah. It was totally Everything was comes out. out. Arachnophobia. Just everything. Oh my God. Every I had black spider, widows marching across the living room every floor. Every spider, like, every bug came yeah. out of But they everywhere. had their little suitcase with them. They were leaving. Well, they didn't know where they were going. I mean, I had one spider that I, I walked through the living room, and it was like walking in circles really fast. Did well, you step on it? Yes. Oh, okay. that was the crack spider. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the the spider on methadone. <laughs> it's yeah. the methadone shuffle around the middle wow. of your living room. So, Shelly, what would your final words on the Misery Loves Company issue be? I don't know. You could you could make up your mind to feel, to be in any kind of mindset that you want to be. I mean, I haven't always been very good at that. There have been times when I've sat in my misery for a long time. But if you determine that you're not going to get a case of the efforts and you're going to work on your program, then you probably will. And you will naturally gravitate toward other people that are working a program. That's the thing is that, you know, water seeks its own level. So if your program is iffy, you're going to be hanging around with other people whose program is iffy because it bolsters your probably subversive belief that this isn't going to work anyway. They're worse than I am. Yeah, uh, this isn't going to work anyway, so why am I bothering with this? You know, and that's the people you're going to be hanging around with. When you want to work a program, you're going to hang around with people that work a program, and you won't get the efforts, and you won't go out. Water seeks its own level. That was a good one. Mark. Yes. What would your final words be? That when we give direction to newcomers, don't drink or use no matter what, read the book, get a sponsor, go to meetings. Hang around, hang with the winners. 
it's a really good idea to follow all of those directions, not just the ones you like the best. Good one. Matter of fact, my, my final words were going to be very simply what we always say, don't drink or use no, no matter, matter what. what. If you're in that position and someone's getting loaded, get your ass out of there. Right. We've got the seven deadly sins. We've got the seven lively words. Seven, I like that. Seven lively words. Don't drink or use no matter what. Oh, my. You know what? What? We could turn that into a program saying. I know. The seven deadly sins versus the seven lively words. There we go. Don't drink or use no matter what. Everyone start using that. I thought of another analogy. Okay. Uh Oh, Oh, good. Uh, A friend of mine online was talking about, you know, religion versus spirituality, and they mentioned something called cafeteria Catholics, people who take, get in line and take whatever they like. Take what you want and leave the rest? Yeah, the program it just isn't a cafeteria. You can't get in line and just take the beanie weenies and the jello and leave the bread muffin. So you can't take what you want and leave the rest. Dial a sponsor. I've never really subscribed to that, but oh, I have. If Actually, you just we take should what do you a, like should, and leave we, the rest, we, then then you're not getting the whole program because there are parts of the program that people don't like, but you got to do it anyway because it gets you into cl- a closer contact right. with your higher power. I don't That's think the whole point. I, I don't think take what you want and leave the rest has to do with the program. I think it's like sharing in well, meetings. Yeah, but I mean, I'm taking it as a whole. There are some old sayings though that never caught on. You know. If I'm correct, I think take what you like and leave the rest originated in Aladon. Okay. That that means take the new guy in Aladon and leave the alcoholic behind. I know alcoholics that shop in Aladon for women because they know they'll take care of them. Bow, chicka, bow, bow. Shelly. What? Who are friends online? <laughs> yeah, we've got a little off track here. I think it was my fault. With the beanie weenies, um, beanie weenies, beanie weenies. Um, what what did you ask us? What did you ask me? Online. Online. Oh, that would be at the rooms dot com. Dot com. You can go to recovery one oh one dot net. That's us. Oh, I thought you were going to make the sound effect. Dot no. net. Oh. Um, gone there yet? Oh, okay. You have to scroll down to the link. Yes, you can scroll down to rec- on recovery one oh one. Click on the in the rooms dot com link. It's an online recovery community where you can go put up a profile, meet some people in the A of your choice, go to online chats and meetings, go to Friends of Recovery 101 and listen to this show on the embedded player while you surf the site and it's all free. Outstanding. Try to stay away from the chronic relapser site. <laughs> Chronicrelapser.com. Yeah, and, and the 13-steppers. <laughs> well, it's the holidays. Just buy that domain, chronicrelapsers.com, and host the show there. <laughs> uh, how about our friends back east? That'd be Bruce. The other white meat? Uh, in the city of Bromance. Brotherly love, baby. Pillophilia. Go wait, I got to stop you right uh-huh. there. Pillophilia. How did you come up with that? I, I I heard it in a movie once. It's awesome. There's some drunk guy. Where are you going? I go to Well, and he first said it the night that we did the Boozy News show on the Pill Bills in Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah, Pillophilia. Oh, perfect. So, anyway, uh, Bruce uh, runs the uh, Twelve Step Gazette. At 12stepgazette.com. Dot com. Uh, you can read his fine, fine, fine publication online. Yes, it you is. You can get it emailed to you. You can get the subscription prescription, and he will send it to you via the United Space United Space Postal Service. United as long as, Space. As long as the United Space out Postal Service. Um, be them as they may, for however much longer they're around. If you're interested in a franchise... I know I'm hearing noises outside. Yeah. Uh, 
If you're interested in a franchise, contact Bruce to give you all the information you need to bring the 12-step gazette to your little corner of the world. Outstanding. We have uh, email addresses at recovery underscore 101 at hotmail.com, recovery 101 radio at gmail.com. You can join the crack advertising staff or ask about advertising at recovery 101 radio sales at gmail.com. We've got videos at youtube.com forward slash easy look and youtube.com forward slash recovery 101 rule 62. Don't take yourself so damn seriously. <laughs> I was going to say if somebody else did it. <laughs> I was waiting for Shelly to jump in, but Uh-oh. but she's all of a sudden Shelly looks like she's had a few. That's something in my eye, and I can't get it out. Wow! Yeah, but finger. she's doing oh. that. She's doing that thing like where she, her face is moving because she's like trying to maneuver her eyes. Ah. So it's kind of like someone who's had too much to drink. They're yeah, like, uh, <laughs> so Shelly, yes, uh, who's the lead on music by? Uh, the Evangelicals. All right. Oh, their website's gone. What do you mean their website's gone? I went to. I have it bookmarked. I went to it, and it's one of those things that comes up and says, "Would you like to buy this domain?" Oh, yeah. Outside. I, I hope bummed. they're okay. Just bummed. I hope that they're evanning, or they still have their genitals. Well, I'm Bo- both. Actually, I'm sure they're okay because they, they. I know the two girls have a, a, like decent amounts of time, like 15 years or 17 years or something. Okay. Everybody, try and leave it better than you found it, and be the example. We're out. Good night. Thank you.